going on to all the kings and queens welcome to another episode of the wakaname nation podcast i'm your host isagi joined by my co-host Hook. what's going on bro i mean i'm a little sick but you know i'm pulling through you know they can't hold me down what's going on with you bro this week huh, they can't hold you down they've been trying to hold me down and this this week has been exhausted but you know what we here we doing it for the people we doing it for the nation yeah, let's get through this. Anywho, we got some, I guess, special topics in the news. Hook, what we got planned for the people today? You know, we got another draw your sword, keep a sheet segment. You know what we what we do now? That's our thing. So uh, let me know when you're ready, so I can I can get it started hitting you with these topics. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I guess it's your turn this week. But go ahead, just give me a choice. Just give right. me a I mean, I'm going to give you a choice except for the last one. So I'll, that one, I'm going to force you to do, you know. But at least I'm telling you up front, you know. I'm not forcing you. If you know ahead of time, you just, you know, that's okay. just what it is. Okay. All right. I'm going to let you know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat you up in it. Whatever. Go yeah. ahead. That would never happen. But it, let, let's let's get this started. So the Black Clover elf arc has ended. Um, How do you feel about that? Like, were, like any major fights or anything that you were interested or you want to talk about? Let's draw my. I want to draw my sword on this. Definitely right. want to draw my sword on this. So I, I really enjoyed this arc. Um, I know a lot of people, even myself. Like I've talked about Black Clover, especially in the past with the animation not being crisp. There actually were moments in this arc where the animation wasn't that good. However, the story of this elf arc and how it came to, I, I thought was pretty good. On one hand, we got we got a glimpse into the past, and we got to see what happened with the very first Wizard King. So I thought that was pretty good. We got to see his story, as well as his relationship with the other elves. And then we got some real nice fights. I really enjoyed Nozel fighting alongside his sister, finally acknowledging her. Um, I thought that was that was dope. And then Asta. Obviously, he's the main character, but we learn more about, you know, the demon or the devil that he has inside him. All in all, I thought it was really good. I think the fight I enjoyed the most was, yeah, probably the no- Nozel fight against the the compass, the compass um, magician or the compass magic knight. That was that was pretty good. Work. I mean, I've sort of haven't been keeping up to date with it. Like I've watched the big fight scenes, but out of this arc, like seeing her get her like like more control under her power and like getting her power like shaped as her mother, that was pretty interesting. And also seeing Yuno and Asta like they get pushed to the brinks and still finding a way to power through. And I mean, everybody likes to watch Asta and like, okay, yeah, you know, I like that they fleshed out his backstory. But I can't wait to see what happens to you know and see how his his backstory is fleshed out even more because you see how he always gets a power up and seeing them fight that dark elf like they tag team them it, it sort of reminded me like some some good action scenes I was like all right okay they they really they really putting in and the animation has not been been cheap this year or for this arc per se because sometimes you know it didn't look that good but this time I was like okay I see they actually pumping the money into Black Clover right now. Yeah, they they did a good job. Can I say something though? I did not like how the Wizard King. I didn't like what happened with him. 
initially with his big fight i hated it i hated it um yeah i felt like it was kind of a sucker way to take him out but at least we got to see how much of a boss he was i mean yeah but then also also the bird was also explained too that's what i liked also was figuring out that like she had committed some some forbidden magic and that was her punishment and i was like oh, okay. right that was nice that was really good i hope oh, in the future noel and nozelle they get to do like some tag team where she has her like valkyrie form and he has like a similar form of his mom but you know he looks dope pretty much so I hope they do like some tag team with that. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. This next arc of Black Clover, I think, would be pretty good. I just hope. I feel like they're moving really fast. The anime. <laughs> I just need them to pump the brakes. Spoiler alert! I don't want any fillers. What? No fillers? Oh, I mean, they, fillers happen. Like no matter what. Like as as Naruto, half of Naruto is fillers. Yeah. That that's that's the problem. I think that's the problem with the show. If you take out the fillers, it's hard to find a show that is as good, in my opinion, as Naruto. But we can move on. Let's not even start on that because I know how you feel, hater. I'm not a hater. I just want you to see Naruto hater. what it is. All right, next hater. topic. Next topic. So One Piece is being expanded into streaming for, for Crunchyroll to Europe, Middle East, and North Af- Africa. I'm more of a One Piece fan here. So uh, how do you feel about this? Do you want to draw your sword or keep it sheathed on this topic? I want to keep it sheathed. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm just going to say, oh, you, you, thought, you thought we were going to get a chance to talk about One Piece today. You just slid that in there. I don't want to talk about it. I just want to say, if, if it's getting expanded into these broader areas, that means, you know, it's popping out here. So, uh, Hasagi got to tighten up because he he's scared that he got 800, 800 episodes to catch up on and he ain't going to be able to do it. All right, Hook. We say we keep it a sheath. Next topic. Sonic the Hedgehog film tops <laughs> $200 million worldwide. You want to draw your sword or keep a sheath? Let's draw a source. On, see, this type of stuff right here, dog. That's <laughs> why we have problems right here. So I know you don't like Sonic. I know you don't like it. I'm going to see this movie. I, I'm going to see it. I'm mad I haven't seen it already. Like last year when they dropped the preview, I was so offended. I was so offended by how bad it looked. I was like, "Oh hell nah, they gonna have to they gonna have to do something." And then I went on Twitter and I found out it wasn't just me. There was a lot of people complaining about the CGI and how bad it looked in the trailer. And I think they even postponed the release date of the movie to go back and reshoot and um, basically fix some things. And I'm glad they did because I've actually been getting good reviews about Sonic. I know you hate Sonic, but I've been getting good reviews from like people around me that's gone to see it. I mean, they're doing numbers. So obviously there's some people out there who's looking forward to it and watching it. And I think hook, once again, you just need to not be a hater. Let's, let's praise Sonic for what it is. Sonic is one of the OG, OG game games from like back in the day. In the Sega days, so first things first. I don't hate Sonic. I just don't care for Sonic, and yeah, I think that's pretty big. Like I remember hearing the big thing where they were like, "Oh, that looks horrible. I don't want to see it." And you know, looking at Lion King, like people had that big problem there, and they still put Lion King out. But Sonic, they was like, "We're gonna take a little bit of extra time because they've done they've done pretty well as a film. Like to think two hundred million, that's pretty good for a, a film that's not really well. It's about kids. It's, I, I want to say it's a kids film, but it's 
It's not. But we action. going to see it. But we going to Who's see we? it too. Who's we? <laughs> I'm going to see it too. Exactly. I'm glad you fixed that because there's no we. It's you. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I mean, don't be a hater. Come on, Hook. Go go see Sonic. Or are you gonna wait for it on until it comes out on Netflix? I'm not watching Sonic. I'm not interested in Sonic. I oh. Sonic is not on my mind at all. Shit. I mean, it it just isn't. I'm sorry. I mean, 200 million is a nice number, but yeah, I'm not interested in Sonic. Boy, I feel like you're gonna get me back for skipping over one piece of force. No, no, I'm just Sonic. gonna let that go. I'm let that. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be the bigger person today. Okay, right. let's move on. Then. Next topic: Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? Infinite Combat game launches in the West this spring. Do you want to draw your sword or keep it sheathed? Ah, uh, let's keep it sheathed. Okay. No, you know what? No, I'm no, not no. Gonna no. We gonna keep it. We gonna keep it. No, going. I, I honestly want to talk about this because I'm curious. So. I have not watched Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon. Tragic. That's on my... Okay, sorry. So, look, I do plan to watch this, but I'm confused. I don't. I still don't understand or know what type of story this is. I haven't seen many trailers on it. So, it seems, it's. I feel like it's a fighting type of show. So, what type of video game are we going to get out of this? Is this going to be like a DBZ naruto fighter or are they going to give us like a linear uh i don't know what type of game should i expect i want to use this time yeah um i don't think it's going to be linear it's probably going to be like a world game like a world building game where you play as a a a single player character and you play like through the storyline because um it just so goes over kind, basically the first season of the anime and a little like bit a more. very basic version of Monster Hunter World without the hunter, I guess. Maybe. Um I I it, yeah, it might be like it's it's like it's it's like a dungeon crawling game, a role playing game. So it goes off the story and I like the anime. Uh I've watched the first and, and second season, read into the manga. Um yeah. Then this is a, this is a good game. I th- I think it'll be a good game. Let me correct myself. I don't want to say it'll be a good game off get off bat, but I feel like it'll be a really good game. I hope it is. I'm gonna give this show a shot. You really should, cause uh that that that's it's popular. But you know you don't really listen to me. I be giving you like these hot animes, and you be like, yeah, I'm gonna watch Death Note. I'm like, yeah, don't I watch Death Note? But hey. anywho, wait, whoa, 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 wait, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, what? Did you say Death Note? Hook. I'm gonna need you to watch Death Note. Come on, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX, which is game, is coming out soon. Um, you know how Pokemon has left the Nintendo DS version; they're going more to the Switch route because it's both mobile and also on the TV. It is a uh, proclaimed to be coming out with a a, a dungeon version of it. Are, are you, do you want to draw your sword? Or you want to keep it sheathed? Uh, let's keep it sheathed. Oh, you're not a Pokemon fan, all right? Yeah. All right, and then last one. This is uh, recently the, the Kobe Bryant Memorial. Um, how, how do you feel about that? Because I know you're a big Kobe fan. You want to talk about that, or you want to draw your sword to keep a sheath? Ah uh, man, uh, I, let's draw out. Let's draw a sword. Are you gonna be all right? You look. You about to cry? Nah, this is just uh, this is a Michael really Jordan tough. All over you right now. I see it. Yeah, I'm glad that we're not putting this on YouTube. But this is a really tough story. Like. This is real tough for me. So 
for all the kings and queens out there that's listening, Kobe Bryant is like he's my favorite basketball player of all time. So Hook knows this, and all my other friends know this. And when I get the tragic news of his passing, I like so many people from like friends, family, and coworkers. It's funny they were reaching out to me like Kobe Bryant was my brother, but it was I was so. I was so devastated by this hook. It was, I mean, you know, Kings, Queens, it was bad. But it, his memorial, I didn't get a chance to watch every bit of it um, or his the celebration of his life, we'll call it. I didn't get a chance to watch every bit of it. I just saw like bits and pieces. Um, I was listening to it while I was at work. Um, it was It was really nice. It was nice. It was beautiful. It was truly what... I guess you call a celebration of his life. Um, the speeches given by his wife and his friends. Um, Jordan, Jordan's speech. Oh my gosh, it was crazy. Jordan looked a mess. I love Shaq's speech. Like it, it was some really good moments. All in all, I, I mean, it's a tragic. It's like it was so unexpected. I tell like people all the time, when you think about all the jerseys up in the rafters of the Lakers, I think only one or two of those men are dead. Kobe Bryant was the youngest one living, and he's now gone. Jerry West, all of those guys are still alive. Kareem, so it, worthy, it, yeah. All in all, it was good, good ceremony. I'm glad they did it. Shout out to Vanessa Bryant. Like, definitely keep her in our prayers, as well as the Bryant family and all those other people who lost their lives um, and their loved ones on in that like helicopter crash or that wreck. Word. I mean, knowing Kobe, I wasn't the biggest Kobe fan, not because like him, but more because his fans like they would. I was just aggravated with the way they they handled his his lot his. It's, I just didn't it's like fine. I, I love that though, because the thing is he was so polarizing. You either loved Kobe or I feel like you hated him. It was no in between. That's true. And I feel like he was either your favorite hill he was either your favorite hero or he was your favorite villain. It was like Mama Nation versus everybody. And I think that's why, like, yeah, he was he was Kobe. Right, and then seeing like Shaq and MJ and like just all like people around him like want to speak, and it was very heartfelt. And then his wife also did a good piece as well. And you know, even to rent out, not even rent out, to have your memorial at, at the Staples Center, that's big. Like, even though you know Kobe brought a whole bunch of rings and put them and everything, like to have your memorial at a at a stadium and then have it packed out and everybody current past. And uh, just being there just to, to, to commemorate his life and the things he's done to the game. So, I mean, Kobe Bryant was an awesome player, but to hear, see his friends know that he was even a better person individually is something to speak highly of. So even though it was bitter, not bittersweet, even though it hurt to hear Kobe's passing and everything, like even though I personally didn't, didn't respect Kobe's game because more of his fans than anything, I still respected him as a person, like as a player to this game. Kobe was like he he showed me what a real player is like he didn't care who was on the team who was on the court he was gonna get his points and get these dubs more importantly no matter by any means yep wholeheartedly agree with almost everything you said almost, almost everything you said. 
yeah, that part about you know he's your favorite villain. He's my favorite hero. Let's just leave it at that. I'm I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm a Knicks fan, so yeah, you know, I, almost everybody's my villain right now. I'm kind of shocked that you came out on this podcast and you wanted to claim the Knicks like that. <laughs> I refuse to be a Nets fan right now. I, I refuse, even though I know it's I could switch and nobody would think twice of it. I I can't be a Nets fan. You're right about that. We would not. We would not blame you. We we would not blame you. It's funny how in Los Angeles you have a war going on between the Lakers and the Clippers, <laughs> and over there where you are with the Knicks, it's just it's nothing. Y'all just it's kind of like Game of Thrones, like Westeros, the Los Angeles area. We're like Westeros in New York right now for basketball. Y'all like Essos right now. Y'all just is one kingdom reigning. Yeah, that's false. Uh, Knicks, that we out here. There's more Knicks fans than anybody else, so I'm gonna put that out there. Knicks I guess Nation, Knicks Nation stands strong. I guess I'm. A, I'm gonna let you feel that way. I'm not talking no more trash until we prove we can beat the Clippers. Y'all, <laughs> y'all won't. That's the sad part. Broad, lead us to the promised land, Kang. Come that's on. That's crazy. Kawhi said, "I'm gonna come right next door." I'm gonna say what's good. And Kobe just Ooh. be quiet. Not Kobe. Damn. And Le- and Le- oh, Kobe. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Let's just let's talk about my hero. Oh man. All right. LeBron. LeBron over here saying, you know, right. I don't even know who you are, Kawhi. I'm gonna just stay quiet, even though we live right next door. So, anywho, rest in peace, Kobe. We'll miss you, player. On to the main topic. Season four. My Hero Academia, what we came here for, or what everyone came here for. Uh, Asagi, he's he's excited about this season. Um, let's start. Uh, first five episodes. How do you feel overall? Like, if you had to rate it, how do you feel about the first four, first five episodes? The first five episodes, I think, were high tuning level. Um, definitely high tuning level. Um, I I really enjoyed it overall. It started out where I was a bit nervous because my hero they do they do this a lot they have like a lot of flashback episodes and that's what you get with episode one so I was just like oh, here we go more of this but then it wrapped up and my hero for the first time maybe oh wait wait hold on real quick we, we have to put the, there's spoilers out here we we're not gonna hold back any details we're gonna be as detailed as possible so if you haven't watched it I don't know why not for any weird reason we 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 letting you know now there's gonna be spoilers. Thank you. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I felt like this, these first five episodes, My Hero, it I was satisfied. It gave me what I wanted. Yeah. So like the first episode, uh, this is when uh, Midoriya and, and Deku, they're like recovering from their big battle. Uh, they're a little beaten up. More, more, more Midoriya's beaten up because, you know, he pushed himself to his 20% and he, I mean, he still lost. But uh, now you have a journalist coming through because they're like, he's like, okay, let's see how these heroes are doing. But he has a secret motive. Like he's trying to figure out, all right, All Might, he's in retirement. So who is this new similar piece going to be? Like, where is it coming from? So he's scouring through like an exclusive interview through Class 1A and just talking to people. He's trying to fill in like who has what powers, who has what quirks, how they feel like they're going to do, like who's going to fill the new role of similar piece. And uh, it's pretty interesting because. He has the ability to hide cameras within himself and take pictures and whatnot. And uh, he take he takes a hidden photo of, of Midoriya off guard, talking to All Might because All Might, you know, B 
being all my ears. Everybody knows his scrawny version now. They just give him stuff, which is pretty nice. I, if I could get free food, I'd be like, hey, let me let me get everything. Let me get yeah. two Whoppers, you know, extra fries, all that. Yeah. But, um, um, oh. I will say one of the things I really enjoyed about this anime is that All Might and One for All, they had their moment last season where they collided. And now seeing All Might and who like who he is right now, it's pretty it's pretty sad to be honest. Um basically, yeah, he's not the hero that we all thought he would be or could be anymore. Um now he's like relegated to being just a mentor. So I don't know. It's pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, um it's interesting because now you see who the new uh who the new number one hero is and you see that it's going to be Oh, um, Endeavor. I, yeah, Icy Hotstead. He's the new number one. Everyone's sort of like re- like relegating how they're going to handle it. And this whole first episode is basically a wrap up. And then somehow the uh, journalist figures out that the main, that the new symbol hero, or the person that's received All Might's power is actually Midoriya. And he's keeps it a secret. He's like, yeah, um, I just want to see who my new symbol piece is, who the new, new symbol piece is, because he was saved by, by uh, All Might. Like on one of his, he said, or he saved his dad. That's what it was. He saved his dad, and that stuck with him, and that's why he's had a fascination with All Might. So that was pretty much episode one. Eh, it was whatever. Uh, so then we roll over to episode two, which really ramped it up because I didn't expect this. We get introduced oh. to Overhaul and and the League of Villains, and they sort of left it off on season three, like they first initially met, like, hey, uh, I got this guy, and twice brings him in, and you and. Out of the League of Villains, twice is sort of my favorite out of out of all of them because you know who wouldn't want to be able to copy whatever they want. But um, yeah, they, they uh, overhaul tries to propose an alliance, which isn't really an alliance. He's just trying to do a little takeover. He's like, y'all just gonna listen to me, and we gonna make it all work. I was disappointed with your boy twice. He <laughs> he he effed up. He effed up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was bad. It was really, I mean, really bad. I mean, who would have think, like, as villains, like, hey, I, I mean, you thought that, like, with time trying to team up, you would be cool, but no, they were like, uh, I just want y'all to listen to me. Like, that's that's what it is. I mean, he had one job, man, maybe 1.5. He was supposed to bring homie there, but make sure his background check. I right. mean, twice he messed up, and I liked him. I liked him prior to this, but. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the League of Villains and Overhaul they they get into an argument, and you know most people they just yell it out, but nah, Overhaul's like nah, we just so they get in a fight. Overhaul, no, uh, who was it? Uh, yeah, Overhaul. He sits down, he breaks somebody down, he he kills Magna, Magni, who and they call him Big Sis. Hey, <laughs> I was like, dang, he destroyed this man like out of nowhere. <laughs> like first and foremost. Overhaul was playing zero games. Zilch, nada. He showed up and he sent a direct, I guess, threat or challenge to like the League of Vill- Villains, where he was basically like, right now, all the villains and all the heroes are leaderless. We're in a transition period. And he he basically put them on notice and he's like, I'm vying for the number one spot. And he goes after them. He's like, Yo, you had muscular on your team. Um, you had moon quality fish, pieces, was, quality pieces, quality pieces, and you lost them. You had um Sting, 
and you lost him. He's like, look, you're not equipped for this. You're not ready for this. I mean, he was right, though. Like, they, they weren't equipped for it. Like, he was just sort of, like, trying to roll with it. And it's just like, all right. And when you have pieces like that and you lose them initially, you're just like, okay. Well. Yeah. Because you can't so, yeah, find just villains out of nowhere. Yeah, you're right. And then, like you said, your boy Magnum went in and he was like, look, I ha- I'm done with this. I'm going in. And he, he thought he was going to handle things. And, yeah, it didn't yeah. go as great. He, as- he, he got break- broken down. I was like, word, uh, they're getting graphic. And, you know, it was, it was uh, you know, the League of Villains got mad instantly. They were like, oh, okay, you just going to kill him. And twice he feels horrible because he brought twice brought him there. Like twice, twice slipped up. And then your boy Compress, I love Compress. That's my dog. Your boy Compress goes in. He's like, oh, hell nah. We gotta, we gotta make this right. And what happens? His arm gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, hook, I'm just wondering. Let me ask you this question. I think I already know the answer, but I hope it's changed. Me and you, we hanging out. You know, we and Allah hide out with some other people. We got the crew with us. We in the world of my hero where all of us got quirks. This new crew, they come in, they they talking to us. They want to rap. I don't know. They wanna they wanna form an alliance and things, negotiations break down. So one of our homies get taken out. Let's say it's Rufus. Let's say Rufus gets taken out. <laughs> So you know me. Calls man Rufus. All right. My bad. You know me. I'm with the shits all day, every day. I ain't gonna start nothing, but bruh. So I'm I'm in there. I go in like compress. And let's say I end up losing my arm. What you gonna do? You gonna tell everybody calm down, or you going in the fight too? I'm going to fight, and and, and, and that's exactly what Tomori does. He's like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna come in, and he he takes out one of his guys. He's just like, decay, you gone. I'm sorry, and we gonna end this off properly. <laughs> He's like. And then they okay. eventually they get to a standstill because they was like, you realize that those two, the leaders of both both sides, they they have similar quirks. Like they break things down and they just kill you instantly. So okay, uh, and, I, and, I feel and, a little better about this. Hey, and then the Tomer was like, hey, I'm I'm still short an arm. Like you, I you kill somebody, I kill somebody, and one of mine lost an arm. Like you owe me an arm. Where, where is it at? I'm just like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> they real today. He said, I mean. It, it, it just seemed. I mean, it, r- real talk. Like they, it wasn't even when they like left each other because I mean, both sides had a casualty, but your boy compressed arm ain't come back. He's exactly. Gone. I mean, yeah, but and then after that, they just was like, well, we just gonna have we we gonna talk about this later because we we have no ways to to break this out, figure it out. I'm just like compressed can't use his quirk no more. Uh, what what y'all gonna do, yeah? Y'all gonna have to use twice for the rest of y'all life and bring another twice. Like twice, like, all right, I got you. I got you, Asagi. I'm gonna make you a double. You just use him, tell him what to do, and you 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 control it. Yeah, I, I appreciate I appreciate that hook. Just go here. If I lose an arm, you know, just go here. You know, just got the whole crew, dog. We don't need to we don't need to talk about that. But yeah. I mean, I feel like Overhaul was the better leader at that point, though. Like he had a vision, he had a goal, he knew exactly what he was doing. Can't be I bad. agree. Um, I agree. Overall, in this moment, he showed his maturity, and this was one of the moments in the series where, like, I actually thought the villain society was—I mean, they like all for one's plan was coming to fruition. He came out of hiding for like the first time in forever 
to fight All Might on camera, and he he pretty much knew he was going to lose the fight, but he says he does this so that his disciple Shigaraki or Tomura, like so that he would evolve and learn how to cope without him. So I thought that whole concept was dope. Yeah. So yeah, after that they go their separate ways and everything, and then uh you they they cut away and they have Deku like they they start explaining work studies and things like that because he's on punishment so he can't really understand what's happening, so he has to spend his days recovering from well not recovering but sitting out and then eventually he learns about work studies and tries to figure it out and he runs into Mirio he's like hey Mirio can you help me out get, get this work study and Mirio's like yeah 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 just come to the office uh I work work for Night Eye Agency let's see how that goes and everybody knows that Night Eye used to be All Might's sidekick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How you feeling about that? Look, I'm not gonna lie. After that whole scene, we got we got some action with the villains, and then we switch back to Deku whining. I was a bit disappointed. I was just like, "Oh my god, here we go, another episode of Deku and his villains." I mean, he's he's a good thinker. So, uh, yeah, that I think that yeah, that was the end of episode two when they went to go to go see the Night Eye Agency. And Deku's like, I need to get it. I need, I need to figure, I need to be, I need to be as, as much as all mine as I can. So, uh, then that's when you reach into say episode three. Uh, then that's when Night Eye's like, yeah, you're not, you're not getting the, uh, the, you're not working with us. I don't know what you're going to do because you're not coming to our agency. He's like, I'll do anything. So he's like, Night Eye's like, hey, you got some minutes. If you can stamp, if you can take my stamp and stamp it, you can, you can have it. And Deku's like, yeah, yeah, I got it. I, you know, I got all my power. I can do this. But it didn't turn out that way. Uh, Night Eye, he, his quirk is like up there, like insane, insane. Yeah, I mean, because he doesn't really tell you how to activate his quirk. He he doesn't really tell you what his quirk is. He hides what it is really. So you you really just gotta gotta do it. But Night Eye's quirk is the ability to see into the future. So every time Deku moves or tries to change it, Night Eye's already seen so far and how it ends. He's like, yeah, I already know how this ends. Like you you're not gonna you're not gonna take the stamp from me. And during this moment in the show, like we know that Night Eyes, we know what his quirk is, but does Night Eye even like go into detail or explain it, or does the narrator of the show even explain it? Or we don't know it. how um how Night Eyes quirk works. We yeah, just yeah. know he can see an hour into the future. Yeah, Night Eye doesn't say anything, but the narrator tells us that like once he makes eye contact with you, and then y'all lock, he lock in. Uh, until he's done, or until a certain amount of period of time, you're, you're, he knows your future, and he reveals, and it, and it also reveals that, like halfway through the battle, that like he reveals like the All Might secret, like how he he knows that All Might's gonna die by some beast, and I'm just like, oh, okay, All Might, let's see how this goes. What do you think about Night Eyes' quirk? Um, would you be okay with a quirk like that, or no? It's a very simple quirk. But I wouldn't want it because you, you you rely on your reflexes. Like, I want a strong quirk. I don't want a quirk. I mean, yeah, I want a quirk where, like, it, like I have to focus on it and everything, Kasagi. But I, I don't want to, like, be like, all right. I can just see into the future. Because what happens if you have a bad day or you're a little bit slow? Next thing you know, your arm gone. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you had that ice quirk. I would still have my arm. No, I'm just playing. All but right. um, I mean, I could be. I can just make a whole another version of you and just let you, you know, like, hey, this is your 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 servant. Tell him what to do. Okay, twice. I will say this. I was. I'm loving like my hero this season because Night Eyes quirk mentally 
it has to be one of the most exhausting and frustrating quirks of all time. Like it's a blessing to have to see into the future, but your physical ability has to be out of this world. Like you said, your reflexes. And in addition to that, like you really have to like mentally be able to hang in there because what if you see a future that you don't desire or you don't want? You can't change it. It's it's set in stone. Once he looks into the future, that's it is what it is. So if you see yourself losing that battle, once you look them into the eyes, you're like, all right, I got to run. And you realize like, oh, that's not going to help. Like you might as well just take my life. But anywho, they 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 go through. They they try to Deku tries to take the stamp, and at the end of the time, Deku's breathless. He doesn't win, doesn't do anything. Like he tries everything, he tries throwing papers to break eye contact. He tries, you know, jumping around, and he realizes that like at the time goes by, like hey, uh, I I I can't get into the agency. But uh, Nanai learns that like Deku during his appreciation for All Might, he hasn't touched anything of All Might's stuff. That's all in the office because the office is full of All Might's things. And he's like, out of appreciation for All Might because you care for him, I'll stamp it for you. And he's like, what? What was the point of this little thing? He's like, I never said you wasn't gonna get in if you don't stamp it. I just said you if you can stamp it, stamp it. And I was like, word, all right, well, Nanai. But you realize that the the main purpose of Nanai putting Deku in into this is to convince Deku that after being in the agency you should give your quirk to Mirio who he thinks should be the real All Might I'm just like word and the fact that Deku peeped that he like peeped game and he understood that I think Deku is dope um, because of that but I still I you know how I feel about Deku it's up and down first you say he cries too much now you say you know yeah. Deku a goat he, he, he knew what was up and he was like I don't care I'm gonna do what I want Whoa, 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 whoa. Got too much dip on your chip. I ain't say you a goat. I just said, you know, there's a few things I'm not a fan of. Whatever. I guess. And that's how they ended out. They was like, Deku's like, all right, I got into the agency. Let's, let us let me prove to, to to All Might's sidekick that I can be the next All Might, the next symbol of peace. And then, yeah, then they head into the next episode. All right. And they go on... Uh, First thing they do is they they learn about well Deku learns about patrol and Night Eye's like all right I'm gonna go with I forget her name it was some in, insignificant side hero uh, I forget her name she wasn't she's not important and then he's like all right Deku is and, and Mario you y- y'all y'all patrol do a regular patrol uh, my goal or Night Eye's goal is to look for overhaul and Night Eye goes off about his way with. I'm not even going to mention her name because I don't know her name. Uh, yeah, so Night Eye goes off, and then they just do a, a, a regular patrol. And then during the patrol, they run it. They run into overhaul. I'm just like, all right, well, well, they run. They don't run into. They run into a girl, and she's shaking in fear. They're just like, oh no, no, you good? Just come with me. Yeah. And then that's when overhaul pops crazy. out. Like overhaul's like, hey, get back over here. <laughs> yeah, just, that was crazy. Hey, overhaul has like this sick demeaning like feel coming off of him, and they just feel it immediately. And uh, it's interesting because Deku's first initial thought was, hey, we, we run with this girl. We don't give her back. I don't care what this is. But then your boy, Mary, he's like, no, nah, no, nah, you know, he, he tries to talk it out and be all political. I'm just like, see, this one, I don't like this Mario cat right here. He, wow. he tried he try to be too, too political right now. Sometimes you just got to wow. swing and hope for the best. I will say that was a real good move by Mario. Uh, I don't think they knew what um his quirk was they i don't I mean, think they, I, I don't think they did either either but if you could take him out and just end it right there why, why would you not 
But the problem is, without knowing his quirk, Overhaul's quirk is no joke. That I mean, I, Deku, I, the, Deku's style of fighting, Deku takes hits. He he takes punches and he rolls with it. But if Overhaul touches Deku, it's over. So I mean, I mean at the same time, it's 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 a fair fight because they because Overhaul doesn't know their quirks either, and it's two of them, so they sort of have, have the advantage. In my opinion, I think Overhaul's quirk is superior to Deku's. Yeah, but Mira's quirk is 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 superior to both. That's that's a good point. That, but you know how I feel about Mirio. That's that's the homie. That's the homie. <laughs> I guess. But um, yeah, that's when you uh, that's when like Mirio's like, you know what? Yeah, you could just you know take it back as long as she's she's safe and and she's with you. Then you you should be good. You should be able to get it back home. And Deku's like, what are you doing, dog? Like this, if we take him out now, we can we can end this before Nada has to even get involved. And you think like, okay, well. I guess Mario, you know, being the the pro here that he is, you know, I guess I'll listen to him, but it's whatever. I guess how, how do you feel? Like, what do you think? What what happens next? I mean, I I respected that. At the end of the day, one Airy, she well, they don't know that she's Airy at this point, but I respected the fact that you know she she didn't know like what would happen. If they got into a fight, I mean, she was shaken, she was scared, but she, I like how they emphasized how, I guess, good at heart or good natured she was because she didn't want to see Deku and she didn't want to see, see Mirio get hurt. So one of the things she did, she was like, you know what, I'm just going to go back with overhaul and yeah, I don't, I, I'm just going to suffer. So that these two don't have to suffer, even though she's terrified. I thought that was like, oh, he that was that was a really good, I think, point in the show where I felt for her. I was like, dang, that's crazy. I guess yeah, she was like, I'll take the pain so that they don't have to, you know, take any pain at all. It's pretty nice, I guess. It's it's, it's sort of poetic, you know. Let me tell you that plot jutsu came in handy because your boy Deku would have died. Mirio would have been okay. Okay, you think so? Deku, Deku can he thinks his way out of everything. So I don't know what you be thinking, but Deku has never Deku, been in a problem where he can't think out of it. Well, Deku don't know that man quirk. Deku would have got hit, and it would have been over. And my boy Mirio would have been shucking and jiving, phasing and dodging. Anywho, my bad. <laughs> what happens next? Mirio quirk, whatever. Forget about it. Um, and like after that, uh, secret uh comes out that All Might's next successor because he was coming to. To the uh, to UA to find the next successor, but he was like, "Nah, I already found it before I even started teaching on the first day." Y'all boys was too late. And then they meet Mario. He's like, "You so Izuku, you know." He he confronts the whole thing. He's like, "All right, so let me figure out about All Might's past and All Might's future from Night Eye." And Night Eye tells him like, "Yeah, after his fight with the uh, All for One, he when he, when he got hit in the ribs, he just hasn't been able to be like his, his what he used to be and things like that." And how, like, when he was in the hospital, he looked at him, saw into his future, and I'm like, "Not I. You shouldn't do that. Like, don't look at people's futures like that. Like, you got to ask first. But he realizes that, <laughs> hey, in his future, he's gonna die by like some giant beast, and he doesn't want that to happen. And even though he knows his quirk, that whatever he sees always happens. So from that point forward, not as like I, I won't look at anybody's future like that because you know. He's pretty much setting in stone what's going to happen to you, how you're going to die. And that's a horrible feeling is knowing how they're going to die and you can't do anything about it. It's set in stone, no matter how much you try to change it. Yeah, that kind of sucked. Too late for that night, I 
I mean, you know, yeah, that was that was trash. At least let me know if you go look into my future. And then if, if you see me dying, don't tell me. Wow. Yeah. I mean, but you already know what's going to happen. Like, I'm like, bro, why, why you look to my future like that? Like, you ain't have to do that. You could just let me find out by myself. Now I got to live, live like over my shoulder every time, like how I'm going to die. Yeah, like you already mentally exhausted and you going through it because of the power of your quirk and you're going to be selfish and put me through that? The person living this life? Come on now. <laughs> Word. So yeah, that's that's how episode four ends with uh, just knowing about how All Might's going to die or how he's supposed to die. But who knows? Nobody really knows like that. I do respect the fact that Deku, once again, hot and cold with Deku, but this is... <laughs> A compliment. You're more I hot do... than cold. I just want to say that you're more hot than cold. So are you a are you a Deku fan? Is that cool if I could put you in there? No, don't do that. Not even <laughs> a little bit. Um, but this this episode finding out that he was not meant to be All Might's successor and like basically taking that hit on the chin and rolling with it. Like Deku, I think understands that Mirio is superior to him at this point, every way, shape, and form. So that's even more. On one hand, it's encouraging because Deku can use that to drive drive him so that he could be better than Mirio. But on the other hand, is is that has to suck. That's that's discouraging, man. Yeah, that's true. And then, um, I guess next next episode they they run into like well, only I think like four people got eight agencies, right? Yeah. Um. Yep. That's right. It was four of them. The the frog frog froppy. Yeah. Um, Red Riot, Deku. He's, he's the boss. Deku. And yeah. it was it was another girl. Oh, oh, Uraka. Yeah, Uraka got hers. So, uh, yeah. So the next episode, they they cut over to to Red Riot and his internship. He's with Fat Gum. So, what do you think initially about, about Fat Gum? Fat Gum was interesting. Um, I do like Fat Gum. This was like our first time, I guess, really meeting him and being introduced to him. Mm-hmm. And I lo- I liked how I thought this was going to be a series where they focused on like the top 10 heroes. Um, Fat Gum is not in that top 10 list. That's my understanding. Is that right? Mm, no, he's not in the top 10, but he, he, he's pretty strong. Exactly. And that's what I enjoyed. I was like, wow. So there's other heroes out there that's not in this top 10 that's really strong. Thank you for sharing that with us. It took you four seasons, but I mean, but there's three types of, of heroes. There's a rescue hero, there's a fighting hero, and then there's um, like a patrolling type, I believe. So oh, like you can right. be a master of like one of those three. You don't have to be a master of just fighting. That's right. But yeah, I I, I like Fat Gum. Um I like this this little um I guess beginning or episode where like we find out more about Red Riot's story and where he come from. I thought his flashback was pretty dope. And then we get him chasing um down this cop or not this cop, but this robber. Yeah, yeah, this um, villain. He because his yeah. all, all all his people got captured and his brother got captured. He's like, Oh man, I gotta save my brother. Yeah. Cause he's weak. Was, all these is cool. the, the getaway driver. Wouldn't that suck to have a quirk? And you can, you know, you can put out sharp things and you, all you can do uh, and like, nah, dog, just sit in the car. Make sure we got a ride out of here. <laughs> yeah, that that was pretty interesting. So yeah, Red Ryan and he he finally had his moment. He became famous. Yeah, because the, the guy takes drugs to make him stronger. And 
I don't know what type of drugs those was, but his quirk just <sighs> yeah. He was on a, another. He he was level. almost he was almost close he was he was close to Moonfish, and I'm just like word. <clears throat> he's just out here, you know, putting out sharp objects from his mouth all over his body, and he's just shooting at, at, at Kirishima. Kirishima's like, I gotta protect everybody behind me and tell them to evacuate. But that's when we learn a little bit more about his quirk too. Like his quirk is hardening, so it's not like a super strong quirk or a quirk that gives him like any any, any type of enhancements besides making his skin stronger. So he's more of an endurance character than like you know a sheer overpowering quirk. Yeah, I one of the things I will say that was really kind of turned me off about this whole scene or um, the net. I guess this series of scenes was Tamaki. I was really excited to see Tamaki in action before we really only see Muriel fight where he pretty much beat up the entire class last season by himself. Um, Tamaki, it was nice to see his quirk. Basically, he can utilize the attributes of anything he eats. I mean, you so, barely see it, though. You're just like, okay. Because he gets shot with the anti, anti-quirk, uh, that, well, the, the prototype. Exactly. That's why I was kind of disappointed because they used him. They basically nerfed him so that Red Riot can have his moment, which was fine. But I'm excited to see Tamaki shine. He he almost goes off and then he gets shot with this little bullet that basically kills his quirk for a little bit. And to me, it felt like what this anime does with Eraser Head. Like Eraser Head, to me, he's one of the top top heroes period in the society his quirk super strong out out of control strong and i feel like every time there's an attack on ua eraser head gets it's like where where's eraser today is he close by uh erase quirks (laughs) but he gets beat down like beat down eraser they he gets beat down he's like the sacrificial lamb every attack Hey, but he keep coming back though. They they can never they they can break, they can take him down, but he he get right back up. I guess, but yeah. So I felt like with Tamaki, he was kind of like the sacrificial lamb. This fight where he was about to go off and he got hit with a little drug. So yeah, we find out about this drug that pretty much zaps um, quirks away for temporarily. Yeah, and the crazy part is it's only and this is only the prototype. This isn't the finished version. Yep. And then it takes off from there. My goodness. Right. So, yeah, it takes off from here, and it gets really good. I'm excited to review the next four episodes of this season. I think it's going to be amazing. We, we're going to have to talk about Rock Lock some more. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at a picture right now of Rock Lock's family, and it's just, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But hey. But we'll talk about it later. Thanks to all you kings and queens for listening. To get more of the Wakanami Nation podcast by your boys, Hisagi and Hook, join the nation by hitting that subscribe button and check us out on Twitter and the gram. Peace.